Stampod Productions. Hi there, I'm Finn Crockett. I ride for Simper and Cycling. I'm from Scotland, and you're listening to your On Your Bike podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode five of On Your Bike. I'm Harriet Muckle. And I'm Sandy Rajavadula at kilometre zero. I'm at the official start. I'm Katie Madwick, taking in the race at On Your Bike HQ. And I am here on the start line of the race. Now, stage four starts off at Sherwood Forest. And I can see Olaf Coy ready on the start line, ready to go. The race is about to start in around three minutes' time. And it's fantastic to see a sea of Robin Hood hats everywhere. I've just been given one. I'm wearing it. I'm very, very proud. So all the riders as well had Robin Hood hats as they were going onto the stage. But they've taken them off now as they're prepping and ready to go. Here's Katie's preview for stage four of the Tour of Britain. From Sherwood Forest to Newark-on-Trent, it's the third longest stage of the race. What is there to say about Sherwood Forest that we don't already know? It's obviously the home of Robin Hood, um, the iconic and legendary man himself. There is a huge country park there, many ancient oaks. It's a beautiful forest at the heart of the East Midlands. Um, so it's going to play host to the start and it'll be a very picturesque opening to the stage. In fact, uh, pretty countryside throughout the East Midlands should be on the menu for most of today's stage, which passes through the National Trust site of Clumber Park and then several local towns such as Worksop, Retford, Southwell, Tuxford and Collingham. And I myself was camping in Retford just a couple of weeks ago and saw all the signage up and was very excited to see that the race will be there very shortly. Newark-on-Trent played host to the final stage of last year's tour, which was cut short due to the death of our Queen. So the riders who were here last year will be familiar with that finish. It's another sprint, so it will take place close to the banks of the River Trent in Newark. It does feature 1,200 metres of climbing en route, which is, you know, it's not too much. There are two Category 3 climbs on the menu. One comes very early on, that's Kilton Hill at 0.94 kilometres with a 3.5% average gradient. There's an intermediate sprint, which takes place in Boughton, and just after that, a third category climb of Red Hill Lane, which is just over a kilometre long. And then from there, there's around 80 kilometres through to the finish in Newark-on-Trent, which again, will probably finish in a bunch sprint. Arriving in time to be at kilometre zero, I had time to catch up with the riders. Cycling superstar Wout Van Aert is still happy playing lead out for Olaf Coy. Just for now. Yes, the potential to be the best sprinter in the world. I think he's already close, close to it, and uh, he definitely has the speed. And I think, uh, yeah, as you say, he's young, so when uh, automatically by by getting older, he will, he will be more. Uh, yeah, he will get even a bigger engine to uh, to arrive even more fresh to to the final. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to see him uh, competing in the Grand Tour soon. Do you think you could ride in the Grand Tour with him? Do you think that would work? Yeah, sure. I think uh, it's been a special Tour of Britain now with a, yeah a bunch of uh, flat stages. But I think in the Grand Tour uh, it could really work well if uh, if Olaf is our target for uh, for the flat bunch prints and. Um, 
Yeah, and, and I will be next to him uh, when, when it's a bit harder during the day or uh, up he'll finish or something. So, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we went... We want to just win as a team. We show this all the time, all the time year round. So uh, yeah, people ask me all the time if uh, how it feels to to help someone else. But it's just nice to win as a team, and that's that's our main goal. Yeah. Is it the same plan for today as it has been for the first three stages? Uh, yeah, we we want we want that. Uh, it would be nice if we can end up in the sprint again, but. Uh, the sprint is of course always tricky. Uh, it will it will not keep on working out like like it's been the last three days. Uh, that's that's something realistic. Sometimes, yeah, there will be something uh, I believe. Uh, but the most difficult part for sure will be uh, arriving to the sprint once again. So uh, sooner or later, the other team's gonna gonna race against us even more than uh, than yesterday, for example. So. Uh, yeah, we need to be sharp and, uh, and try to control with six guys, so that's not easy. Well, Van Aert mentioning it's pretty flat. And for Tom Pidcock, it sounds like he's pretty sick of sprint finishes. It's not not today or or yesterday. This is just kind of racing for... Because we have, there's no other choice. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend and my mum were there to finish, my grandparents, but it's not really my part of Yorkshire, I don't really know the area very well, at all, actually. Yeah. Um, and what do you reckon about the finish today? There's a little kink in the road near the end, is that anything that's trying to me? You should just kind of stay up there on, hoping for count back again. Just another bunch of sprint. That's it. It's, uh, yeah, boring route this year. Okay, thanks for your time. So that's two of the biggest stars from the biggest teams in cycling here on On Your Bike. But the smaller teams like TDT and Harry Tamfield are still very much focused on their own missions. We have a strictly professional team meeting before the race. <laughs> so there's no fun going on? I mean, there's always some fun going on, but no. In the race, we're always serious about it. Okay, so what can we... Well, actually, can you tell me how you prepped for today's race then? Uh, we had a meeting last night and we watched um, we watched the stage finish from Newark uh, last year, like uh, from 2017. Uh, uh, watched the last few k's of that, which apparently is the same, but I just didn't really recognise it. Um, so, um, like, yeah, we also just looked through the Velo Viewer and uh, and the points coming um, in the yeah on the roads and stuff, just to look at little little things because we don't get to see the finish. So it's always that you're coming for the first time is in the finish. It's not in Europe. Normally you do like local finishing circuits. So you can do, you can see the finish one or two times, but always in Britain, you always just come directly in and then finish. So it's always a surprise. Oh, so you're going into the finish blind? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you can, you can see, you can see some pictures of uh, Google Maps of the road and stuff, but that could be from years ago and you come at it and then actually like it looks good but then you arrive there and the road surface is really broken or ruined because the pictures were taken a long time ago and all the road furniture changes they maybe put a new bollard or they do this do that and it's always a bit of a an unknown so always really paying attention of where we're riding uh yeah looking ahead all the time yeah so i'm at the start um i'm actually stood on the course technically i've cycled down the course ahead of everyone else which i'll take to my grave um, and yeah, we're, ju we're just at the start and I'm joined by uh, three riders here in, in different but very fun outfits. I think I like, the, I li I like this. <laughs> I li Black, red and purple covered in Japanese writing. The pink is very cool. I think the flowers wins it, considering we're, we're kind of similar with our flower <laughs> shirts. Um, what, what, what are your names, sorry? Diane. Diane? Allison. Nigel. Diane, Allison and Nigel. Have you come from far away? Kirby, Nashville. 
Uh, oh, I know Ashfield. I did my teacher training around that way. Right. Not the fondest of times. Got my one grey hair there, but now I don't have any hair, so you know, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take the grey. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm guessing you're all big cycling fans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, correct. Um, and we are at kilometre zero. So, uh, so far on our series, we've been at the start, we've been at the end, we've been to the middle, we were on the rake, on stage one, but we've not actually got to the real start. Um, wh- why, why do they actually have like this beginning bit anyway? Why does it start here? Where we are, how many, how far away from the, from the, from where they're actually setting off? A mile and a half, must be. So, so why, why do they have that? No idea. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Probably for, well, probably for, probably for safety reasons. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you do, so they just have a nice little pootle out. Yeah. They get to here. And go. Direct or wave the flag, and away they go. The course today looks pretty fun. You can, you can get them two or three times pretty easily yeah well that's what we're looking to do get to norwell and then newark for the finish and are you doing it all on your bike yeah got the got the name of the podcast (laughs) in there as well 61 miles 61 miles okay well lovely to meet you all um i'll be getting really excited and i know now why you're wearing the bright pink because that'll definitely be on tv yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much no worries let's let's cross the course whilst i can good morning uh, we've, I've got a question that you might, guys might be able to answer. Why, why do we have a kilometre zero? Why does, it not, why does it not start where they because set off from? They need to heat up, get their body working properly, muscles going. If you just go cold into the start of a stage, then it gives you trouble later on, possibly, on the race. OK, I mean, could you not have a warm-up area and, and do all that first? You know, like, like running? <laughs> yeah, no, but they've got warm-up bikes as well. But it's just it's different on the road than sitting in a static position on a what they call a balance bike. Heat, you know. Mm. Uh, may, may I ask your name as well and what your role is? I'm Paul. I'm one of the safety marshals that looks after the safety of the peloton and the riders as they go through. And I know you've got one of those yellow flags, and I've seen those when there's like a parked car that's been left on the side, and there's a marshal waving along. So, so you do this part. And then get on the get in the get on the bike and get going again. Yeah, this is uh, where the race officially starts, and sometimes in the shall we say dr- adrenaline excitement that people can miss it because I believe it or not, although the signs very large, they might not <laughs> see it. But they'll see you because they're trained to see the flags, aren't they? Yeah, but and then further on in the race, we identify possible hazards that could cause a problem to the cyclist, and we'll wave the flag and blow our whistle. I'll let you get back to your, your job. You. Pleasure. Here we are, helicopter approaching. And the peloton, and when I say peloton, it's everyone, is looming large at KM0. Here they come. And the the director waves his flag and the race is in the way. attack there from a TDT rider. 
Lawson coming. Wheezing all by. Well, enjoy. What did you think? Great, was it? And an immediate attack, attack as well. Yeah, we'll see you later. Well, lovely to meet you. Awesome, nice. And uh, yes, make sure you search on your bike. Yes. Y-E-R, the, not the posh version of yours. Hi there, so I'm just checking in with a quick update on the race situation as it stands. So we've had around 30 kilometers of racing since the riders rolled out of Sherwood Forest where you guys were just now. Um, we have a breakaway of three riders and there's some familiar names in there. So I think that you'll not be surprised to hear that Harry Tanfield's out there again. He is absolutely loving life in the breakaway this week, clearly feeling very much up to the challenge again. Um, he has a teammate with him today, Abram Stockman, who was in the breakaway on day one. So TBT Unibet have two riders in the break today, so um, double the visibility for that team. And we'd like I'd love to talk about them with you later, actually. Um, James Fouché is also there. He obviously wants to collect a few more Mountains points to add to his tally, um, because once we get to the weekend and we have some slightly bigger climbs, he will have his work cut out to pick up any more points. So if he can put away a few more points today, he might be able to mathematically guarantee that he can keep that jersey all the way through to Herr Philly on Sunday. So that's our race situation at the moment. Jumbo Visma are driving the peloton and controlling the pace. They've allowed the breakaway a two minute 15 gap at the moment. And everything other than that is nice and quiet on the road. Catch up soon. Robin Hood hats, yeah. this like little green hat with a little red feather in the back. I thought I need to get one of these for Sunny. He can't miss out on yeah. this freebie. I mean, I'll give, I'll give it. If, if anyone's going to claim Robin Hood, Sherwood, Sherwood Forest can have that. Uh, it's when Doncaster Airport's named after Robin Hood. That's where, that's where it's a bit more random. I asked a steward. I was like, so what's the the true name for this Robin Hood hat and she was like yeah Robin Hood hat I was like Robin okay. Hood hat Hood hat yeah yeah so. I was like is this the is this the true name I thought there was going to be like a historical name or something um, the K KM Zero was great like was as soon it? as they got there one of the TDT riders attacked and whizzed off really and, they went, and someone went woo <laughs> like they're actually got having a bit of fun between them I think like um, oh. we are in Sherwood Forest now it's a massive massive place but I'm, I used to I used to live not in the forest I'm not Robin Hood um, but I, but I used I did my teacher training in Nottinghamshire. Did you? Just round this way, um, Selston High School and um, Gary Baldy School. Not the biscuit. Na yeah, named after the. <laughs> I don't think it's named after the biscuit, but yeah, um, not not the most fondest memories teaching in an ex coal mining village in in Mansfield for for a, for a new city slicker teacher from Manchester. Um, ten years later, I'm not no longer doing it. So there you go. But. I did discover this beautiful place. Uh, do you know? Do you know this place well? Have you been to, no. to Sherwood Forest before? I've never been to Sherwood Forest. When, no. Before we I've go I've been anywhere. to the centre parks nearby. Where's that? Is that near here? Um, Sherwood something centre parks. The spa's yeah, amazing. Yeah, the, the centre parks. Right, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. where I've been. That's as right. far as I've um, gone. I'm going to meet you at a very special location. Um, you'll have to park up, and I will cycle there. Okay. I want you to search for the Major Oak. 
The Major Oak, right. The Major Oak. It's a three-minute drive for you. Oh, three minutes. I thought yeah. you said 30 minutes on no, there. No, it's 30 minutes. It's an eight-minute cycle for me. Uh, but I'm downhill. And do you know what? That's that's like on the road. Oh, I could go as a crow flies through the woods, but I'm not going to do that. Um, right, I'm going to meet you at the Major Oak. Okay. And you'll find out what it is as well. Are you going to press the bell? How do you do it? You've got to flick it. That way? Yeah, like that. Oh. There you go. We'll make a cyclist out of you yet. Yeah. My mum actually said she's getting me a bike for Christmas. Oh, well, are you like nine? <laughs> she was like... You don't even need stabilisers. I was like, mum, I'm doing a cycling podcast. She was like, would you like a bike for Christmas? <laughs> I actually politely declined. What? Oh, because you want a, because you want a carbon road bike. I understand. Right, uh, they're packing up here. I'm going to meet you at the Major Oak. Okay, see you in a bit. Right, um, we are... Uh, in Sherwood Forest and although we've got a cycle race to be following Harriet um, you've not really been here before have you? No I haven't. This in front of us is one of the oldest trees in the world. Do you know what it reminds me of? Take one guess. Um, something from Pirates of Caribbean. No the Whomping Willow from Harry Potter. Oh yeah I haven't I haven't I know I've not I'm not I'm not a Harry Potter (gasps) man. Are you being serious? We have to go our separate ways. I am a die-hard <laughs> Potter I'm, I'm not. I'm not, not interested in it, I guess. No, when I say I mean I've read the books like a million times. I've read the books a million times. I love it. We've come to the oldest tree in the world, one of the oldest ever. And instead of talking about Robin Hood, we're talking about Harry Potter. Well, if you saw the Whomping Willow, you'd agree with me. So this is the major oak. Think, think the most sprawling tree you could imagine and bigger. Like, look at that tree trunk. For massive. anybody who's ever watched Harry Potter, just imagine the Whomping Willow. Um, it looks like it could come alive any second, to be honest. Yeah, and the thing you don't realise is, like, it's so big and so old, it's actually got loads of props holding all the sprawling arms. I call them arms rather than branches. I'm going to check if the Whomping Willow was based on this tree. I would, I would maybe. Um, so, yeah, I thought we'd take a moment out of the race to actually taking a little bit of um of this Look. yeah i think you're right um uh, do you know what else and this is really quite quite interesting part of the inspiration for the um on your bike um artwork it's an <laughs> album cover by Kraftwerk. and that man's got the t-shirt and that on. man has the t-shirt on for our for our artwork we've got to go we've got to go find him have I got a sticker? Have you got any stickers? I've got no stickers. They're on the clipboard. Where's the clipboard? The clipboard's in the car, I think. Oh. Have I got a sticker in my pocket? He's running away from Excuse me. Wow. That is craft work, isn't it? Yeah, it is craft It is. I say this specifically because we're making a podcast called yeah. On Your Bike. Right. Uh, and that's our artwork. You can see what we've got ins- right. inspiration oh, yeah. from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From, yeah, Tour de France. Yeah. Uh, do you want, can, can I give you my sticker? I'll get a new sticker. Yeah, I think so. Um, take it you're watching the race. Monday. Yeah. She got one Van Art this morning. All right. That's her hero. Oh, do you like one? Yeah. Do you know what? He's a really nice fella. Yeah. 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 He has time. You can ask him as many questions oh. and he has time for you. Well, until his minder says, wrap it up. Well, yeah, his oh, mind yeah. is telling yeah. him no, but he's happy to. Yeah. Yeah. What What did you learn about the about the major oak? Can you tell us anything? Nothing yet. What have you got here? Let's read the sign. Let's read yeah. it. Lovely to meet you both. Right. Yeah. Thank oh, just stand there. Picture. Oh, this legendary tree is estimated to be 
between 800 and 1,100 years old. It is still going strong today. There's my broadcaster voice for you. Oh, there you go, that's it. Lots of animals live here, lichens as well, uh, but you've got jackdaws, um, pipistrel bats, blue tits, honeybees, nuthatches, and purple hair streak butterflies. Oh, I hope we see a butterfly. Um, so here you go, and it weighs 23 tonnes, about the same as about four elephants. So now what I want to know tomorrow, when we see the highlights on ITV, if Matt Barbet isn't at this tree, then he's missed out. And if he is here, he'll have used all these facts. Like us, then. Yeah. We're learning from the best. Did you know remarkable trees were important way markers in the past? They were sometimes used to mark parish land boundaries. Bible readings would be held at the tree to help people remember them. Trees like this were known as gospel oaks. Oh, oh so that's there. the term, gospel oak. No, no. And here we go. And they've got bikes. They've still got the yeah, bikes the back bikes then. Yeah, the bikes are there. The bikes are there by the, by the major oak, all having a meeting. Back when it didn't need supporters, but it looks In it. 1907, 19, that was. Wow, it's a black and white photo. We've got congregation of people almost looks like it's police is it a policeman's meeting oh, almost oh no he's, they're, oh, no, they're, he's on a hunt he's on a church maybe a hunt one of the two uh, whatever 1907 big group of people and to the right is a big group of cyclists and if you notice actually there's a lot of women on this side here with the they kind of they look like suffragettes that kind of hat or do you think they're looking after the husband's bikes? well no because um the bi bicycle was very important in uh, the story of women's liberation because it, it gave women in particular means to yeah independence and so there you go and another you imagine if you another reason why i need a bike yeah and you imagine if you live in one of the villages around here you're kind of stuck without a bike right we better actually get back to the race in fact let's catch it with katie for an update of where they're up to not a lot's changed really to be honest there was a category three climb quite early on which I bet you can guess who won. Uh, James Fouchet added four points to his total, so he's extending his lead in the King of the Mountains competition. His two breakaway mates, Harry Tamfield and Abram Stockman of TDT Univer, are still alongside him. And those three are cruising along around a minute and a half ahead of the peloton, which is still being driven along by Jumbo Visma. We've just passed under the 90 kilometres to go, Mark. There's a Short climb again coming up quite uh, quite shortly, which, well, I think we can probably predict how that's going to turn out. And then, you know, uh, maybe yesterday's racing in the later stages might be something that gives us a little indication about what we could expect today. So potentially some of the other teams might decide to mix things up and have a little go in the latter stages of the race. Let's hope for a bit of excitement as they come oh, yeah. towards the finish in Newark. But we've still got 87.6 kilometres to go as it stands uh, and not a lot has changed. So we'll catch up again soon. Is it, are you local? Yes. Is it, is it Bowton? Booton. 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 Booton, right. We now you're calling it Bouton. Bouton, right. <laughs> we are we are in Booton. <laughs> we know where we are. Is that the that's the sprint down there, isn't it? Yeah, I can see the green the green the green uh, S there. So we're in Booton. I wonder if Ned knows it's called Booton. And there is an entire primary school out with the high vis. Ready to go. The outriders are, are in position. Hey. Well, um, we can try and get to the sprint. Look, and they've been they've been followed as well. 
Are you all right? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah. So there's a school just down from us. Um, Harriet's following me with the road book, just did all my, all my paraphernalia that I've just dumped on the floor. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get them in six spots today. Oh, it's six spots, he says? Wow. Right. I can see the sprint. I can see the car. The comms car has come, which means these guys are rolling in in a moment or two. wonder if Harriet's made it. I've lost her. You made it, Ryder. Sorry, Harriet, I dumped you. Ah, he's just falling over. Should I jump him? Right, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And there's two TDT riders crossing the line, and it's pretty sure that's Harry Tanfield who's got that. The big man. Big smile on his face as well. Two TDT riders and a Sam Pirin rider, I think that was, for the three on the sprint finish. And there's the official recorders there. Was that, was that one, two, one, Harry Tanfield? I believe so. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No worries. Go, we need to go slightly this way. We're blocking the line, and whoever gets the last sprint point is just going to roll over the... The peloton's going to roll over it and it'll be in the way. Very <laughs> uh, good of you, thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> You're the one who's got to pick up who would have scraped for this point. <laughs> There's Andy Hawes, there he goes. So I'm just by the, the sprint judge as well and they're looking to see who's going to get this last point. 73, sir. Here they come. And it's Wout Van Aert who's leading that. So Wout Van Aert takes the, the last point, was that? Uh, 71. Well, I sure think that's Van Aert with the Red Bull helmet. Van Aert was leading. Was indeed yeah. Harry Tamfield. So Harry Tamfield's taking it. One, two, one. Who's second? 53. Yeah. You're welcome to hold that. Was James Fouche? Oh, James, James Fouche. Thank you. So one, two, one. Harry Tamfield takes the sprint, followed by James Fouche, just edging out Tamfield's TDT teammate, Abraham Stockman. Stockman. So those who've taken it. And then the last ones were seven, and then it's just rolling over. The peloton's rolled over. Yeah, but it's Wout Van Aert. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. But we almost, we almost caused a bit of controversy there, blocking the finish, the, the sprint line. The judge asking me, could I, could I kindly move slightly to the left before, before he misses it entirely? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So there you go. The official judge there is it's gone. I I've don't dumped, know why I have your phone. I've dumped all my stuff all over the, all over the road. <laughs> Would you like a sticker? Hello. I love your bike, actually. That's, that's, it looks racing slash commuter. It does a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a gravel bike, so I can, I can use it for getting to work, can use it on the trails, can use it on the road. 
switch out the wheels and get um, smaller tyres in. See, this is what I need. I've got I've got a carbon road bike with a little mud guard on the back, and everyone's making fun of me. <laughs> well, it's not quite as light. Do you want to yeah, try? It's not quite on. as light. It's oh, oh yeah, I can lift mine with one little finger. No, that's all right. <laughs> He's uh, got a carbon bike over there. Oh though. yeah. Well, I like this. This is a Bosch. This is an electric bike, or at least oh, it's yes. a Cannondale G- electric bike. Cheating, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was old, once upon a time that was banned. Part, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you make of that? Brilliant. Um, it was, yeah, it was good. It was good that there was uh, a little bit of a sprint uh, free, free at the front, and then Peloton came through. We thought that it'd just be the bunch would just all come through together. Mm. So it's good that there was a little bit of a breakaway. Uh, and you guys, I can see you're all uh, hardened cyclists. <laughs> you can say that, yeah. <laughs> something that, something that the like who gives it away. Um, but I mean, look, we we've, we've got. Are you, are you all are you all local to Booton or uh, Mansfield, um, uh, Clipston? I live about two miles away. Uh, okay, well so I know. Not. Well I know. I know Clipston. A long time ago, as a teacher, taught at Garibaldi. Hard right, times. Yeah. Didn't end well. But we can see there's a primary school over there. They look having the best time ever. Yeah, they were. Yeah, the kids. It was nice to see the kids come out. Um, a, lot, a lot of them had drawn flags and things like that. So it was nice to see them all supporting uh, bike in their, a bike race in their local area, which is obviously a, a privilege to have. Yeah, and um, before I let you go, you know. You guys have obviously been looking forward to this. We know that there's fewer races like this in this country. There's fewer British cycling teams. Today is yet another great advert for the sport in Britain. Well, it's a great advert for the sport, yes, and it, hopefully it'll inspire more more young people and more people in general to just ride their bike, if it's riding to work or getting getting involved in a club. Um, obviously, it's good that the children have come out and seen it as well, but it's also good for the local area as well because I think it's about the third time in the past five years we've had it in Nottinghamshire. So hopefully it'll inspire local people to be a lot more fitter and buy, buy bikes. Nice one. Uh, what's your name, by the way? Yeah, my name's Jack. In fact, can you all give us, give us a name? I'm Leonard. Uh, I'm Dean. I'm Nigel. Well, thank you for, for the chat. I should give you a sticker. Oh, yeah, thank you. you one of these stickers on Harry Tanfield's bike. There's another on Tobias Andresen's. They put them on. No, we didn't stick them on. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Um, you don't get to interview them, then. Cool. We've, oh, yeah, we, we chat to them all the time. We're, we're the only ones interviewing Olaf Coy every day. Cool. <laughs> right, Harriet, tell me, where are we going now? Cornton. Cornton. So, uh, funnily enough, we are as well-planned as the cyclists. Like, we're doing it on the fly. I'm terrible no at better. map reading, but to be honest, <laughs> I seem to be being quite successful. Yeah, you're doing really well. Them. Right, Cornton it is. We've got, they've got 10k to get there. So we've got to get going. It's a 10 minute drive for us. So we should, again, just get there in time. I've got a part by the brambles. I can't get in the car. Uh. Main post offices, you can buy them in this presentation pack or as postcards to send or collect. Royal mail stamps, beautiful gifts you'll want to keep. Don't get me wrong, beautiful gifts, I'm sure they are. But at the end of the day, he did just say one of the stamps was a microfly, uh, was a uh, fly's head under a microscope or something. Bearing in mind, back in the day, you had to lick stamps to stick them on. I'm not sure they thought that through. I don't fancy the idea of that, to be honest. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you can. 8133, just start your message with the word nuts. It was the year we said goodbye, or did we, uh, to the character Dennis Watts in EastEnders, played by Leslie Grantham. Uh, he left the series. It was the whole canal thing, wasn't it? Until years later when he popped back up again. <sighs> what year do you think it was? 0800 678 Jason Donovan was in the charts with this every day. I love you more. BBC Radio Nottingham.
flashing lights and a road closed, I reckon Harriet went the other way and therefore will be the wrong side of this. But let's just park up and let's just park up. She's probably the other side of it. Hello, so I um I followed the yeah, I followed the road sign for Cornton, not the not the sat nav for Cornton because I think. So here we are. We've made it to Cornton. Perfectly timed. That was uh... a. <laughs> could have timed that any better, could I? <laughs> That was Harry Tanfield and uh, Abram Stockman, I think. I guess the other guy took the KOM points and went back to the I'm yeah, stuck been, uh, on a one-way road with loads of cars in front of me, loads of cars behind me. I can see the St. Piran van in front of me just pulled over. I can't move anywhere, but I can just about see the race. So I've opened my door and hopefully I'll be able to see the riders go past. I can see all the motorbikes going past now. Fingers crossed, I'll get to see them and see if Harry Tanfield is still leading the way or whether he's at the back. Now he's done his job on the sprint. So we're on the corner of Cornton by the Plough Inn. Seems like a lovely place. And here comes the peloton. And they're going to come right round this corner where I am now. Lots of smiles on the face of the riders, weren't there? How good was that? Did they look they looked genuinely really happy. Concentrating. Trying to get around this bend with a load of strange people. So there you go, the tour, the tour came to Corton. Girl, what do you think of the tour coming to Corton? Um it's it's quite amazing really, because nothing really happens in in Corton. Do you all live here? Yes. You've never seen anything like this before? Well we've seen it before in previous years. But we've never really seen it because obviously I can't really remember it like this because obviously it was a long while ago when it last came through. And and do any of you like ride a bike? I no. ride a bike. Yeah. I can ride a bike. Can we ride can bike. ride bikes. Yeah. Would you ever want to race in a ride no. in a race yourself? I suppose like I seen could, these guys I, doing this. I'd die with I, I, I suppose I, I would, but I, I might get a bit tired. Yeah, well the, the women's tour will be back next year, so you'll have the women to cheer on as well. Yeah. 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 We'll be we'll be waiting here again. What are, what are your names anyway? I'm Esther. I'm Poppy. Eve. And and am I pronouncing it right? Is it Cornton? Uh, yes. It's not like a weird like Cacton or something, no, you know? It's like, no, like Cornton. So there you go, Cornton on the map. Yeah. So tell me what what's the most famous thing about Cornton? If someone says, "Oh, I'm from Cornton," you, you, you what's going on in Cornton? What do you tell them? Well, the Dean Hole Register man who built the, the church um, in ancient times. <laughs> you definitely learned that at school. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right there you go. If you search on your bike, stick it on your phone, and then uh, and then you'll remember to find it on wherever you get your podcasts: Spotify, yes. Apple Podcasts, yep, Google we'll Podcasts. Oh, and can you shout for us? Uh, you're listening to On Your Bike. Yep, we're listening to On Your Bike. On Your Bike. Try and do it all together. <laughs> Three, two, one. You're listening to On Your Bike.
can I tell you? 38 kilometers to go in the race and everything is very calm. Um, nothing has happened at all of any note. We just have our breakaway pair still, Tamford and Stockman. They've got 34 seconds at the moment. Yuma Visma is still controlling. They clearly have learned from, well, if you could call it a mistake, they've learned from yesterday. They've learned that they're not going to let anybody have any rope today whatsoever. So they're controlling that breakaway at enough of a distance to prevent anyone from trying to jump across. And they look set to just roll through into Newark uh, for the predicted sprint. And it, well, with 37.7 kilometers to go, it's possible we could get a little bit of action. But yesterday, at least, we had some crosswinds and a bit of coastal kind of um, on the coast roads there, which, which brought things to life. But today, no, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything to, to write home about. So uh, hopefully you're looking forward to seeing them when they arrive into Newark and we'll see if we get any, any variation in the sprint finish. This is your first ever one, your first ever tour. How have you found it? Fantastic. Well, I mean, you you deserve it. You deserve it. I don't. I don't deserve a well-earned break or anything. Right, I'll catch you in a bit. So sunny. I have just pulled up. You can probably hear a big lorry next to me. And I am going to walk down and head to the podium to try and find you. So I'll be there in a second. Hopefully see you soon. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sweaty. I think I smell I'm swearing. I mean, I, I probably smell. Don't smell me. But I, on that video, I just look, I look like I've been in on sunbathing all day. Yeah. Look, sweating my head off. Oh, he's placed himself absolutely beautifully back up to Whitman on field. So, the mini three legs are Jumbo Whitman. We get this right on them. We have got Whitman up and we have done. Here we go. The riders are going to be powering down. They've got one final corner to go. You join us on the finish line. Stage four, Newark on Trent. Three hours, 45 minutes and seven seconds have elapsed. And we are ready. Here comes the red race director's car. It's red lights flashing with its orange lights on the top. We can see Andy Hawes zooming through with his red and black regulator jacket on. And we believe Wout Van Aert is leading them out now. We're just waiting for them to get round this corner. And now they are powering down the line. They are all going hammer and tongs as they go. And Coy's going there. And look at the end. And it's going to be Olaf Coy. He's claimed it yet again. Even Vernon came third It looks like Even Vernon has got third as they continue to fire through. All these riders, 15 seconds in, so we get the majority of them going through. And Olaf Coy makes it four from four at the Tour of Britain, Harriet. 
Unbelievable. Katie said earlier that Yumbo had this race utterly and completely under control, and she was obviously right. Yeah, it looks that way. We're running out of things to ask you, Ola. Yeah. <laughs> Ola, I think I'm right in saying you were the first teenager signed by Yumbo, and you're still only very young, but you're already achieving so much. But what are your goals in this team? Yeah. That, that wasn't you being beat out, I think. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, once I, I came to the team, uh, yeah, you just try to, to develop as, as good as possible, and, and yeah, that at some point you start winning races, and... Yeah, from then on, uh, yeah, we started to to see, to figure out the best program and uh, try and keep winning those races. So yeah, we'll see also this winter what the, what the goals will be for for next season. And this journey you've been on so far, you know, how, where do you feel you're up to in this process? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to do my first Grand Tour. So uh, yeah, that's that's one of the the, the main goals and uh, something I really look forward to. So you win a watch each stage, and now you've got four. Are you trying to give one to every member of the team, or? Yeah, at least to all the guys. So uh, yeah, we need. Uh, yeah, it would be nice if we if we get two more than everyone has a watch. What do you actually do with them? <laughs> uh, sometimes we wear them. <laughs> Have they offered you a bucket hat yet? Because I know you're looking at this, thinking it's great. Sorry. The bucket hat. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You they they tried to give me the the Robin Hood uh, thing on the podium, but. Uh, Did you turn it down? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sponsors won't be happy. Yeah. So the race is over and yeah, Olaf Coy, yet again. Yet again, Harriet, he's there. Just as Katie predicted, right Katie? I mean, I predicted he'd win stage one. I didn't know that it would be quite such a dominant display by Jumbo Visma throughout this whole week, but I guess the writing was on the wall. When you look at the route, when you look at the teams that are there and when you consider the form of some of the other sprinters, um, there's just not enough... Uh, other riders there to challenge so we had a different set of riders at the end today we had Ethan Vernon in third again but we had Casper Van Uden from Team DSM Fermanek in second um, so that was a really good performance from him uh, and, a, and a handful of different riders in the top 10 again um, and another little reshuffle in the GC but of course still Olaf Koy on top and we also managed to catch up with Ethan Vernon for a second day in a row but he wasn't happy about not coming out on top yeah, actually for, for us it was the least craziest one out of the three because the, the guys did a really good job of keeping me out of trouble. Like, I think you could see that they were lining up alongside these World Tour teams, so I was really impressed by the boys, they're young guys. And for them to do that was really impressive and I'm disappointed in myself that I couldn't finish it off for them because they did such a good job. But yeah, I know, I know, I know where you're coming from, but it was a, it was a very good show. It was a very good showing. Yeah, third place, two days in a row. You can't really argue with that. Well, you can if you're a professional cyclist. You want to win. I mean, it's still an unbelievable achievement. Yeah, yeah. I think it's in cycling. It's like it's not, it's not a good day unless you win. And there's not many sports like that. I think a lot of people would take a third place, but cycling's very much. Uh, if you don't win, it's a, it's a failure. Well, let's ask you about that. You know, because. I don't know, from the outside, it looks like you're putting a lot, maybe a bit of pressure on yourself here. I mean, you know, some for you, is it more about the process or about, about the outcome? I've gone full meta coaching here, you know. Thank you. Yeah, it's about the process and 
obviously I'm with, racing with different guys here than I'm used to, so it takes a while to sink in and learn with each other. But again, we made a step forward as a team today, and yeah, I'm really proud of the lads. They, they did a really good job and they worked really hard for me. So I think it's coming together. Yeah, like I said, I'm just disappointed I couldn't do it for them, but we still have two more chances. So. Yeah. So what about tomorrow? What's the plan? To be honest, if we can do the same again, I think I messed up the final, and I think if I made different made some different choice in the end I could have won uh, but if the lads could do exactly the same tomorrow it would be perfect. So Katie could you tell us a little bit about Casper Van Uden he's from DSM so it must be a pretty big achievement for them coming second today. Yeah I mean they've got they've got a good team here but Casper Van Uden is a really promising young sprinter he's 22 he um, won a stage of the Tour de Lavenir last year so that's the 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 under 23 race where it's basically a proving ground for the for the under 23s it's like a mini tour de france essentially um and he proved there that he's got what it takes to be uh up with the big boys when it comes to sprints in future so yeah really good win for him he's dutch as well so another dutch rider up there on the podium and dsm they're a world tour team aren't they katie they're a world tour team yeah that's right so they're a really strong team yeah but it, but in the pecking order where do they kind of sit i'm kind of thinking with my like formula one head on or maybe they're like <laughs> i don't know Haas or some Haas or something i don't know i don't think they're a Haas. are they a Haas? i don't know where, where do they sit in quite. the pecking order well and McLaren? i suppose i mean it, it i'm not i don't do formula one so i do although i do know <laughs> what you mean by a Haas. <laughs> well, all right what about a football analogy <laughs> what about oh, any more mid-table, of a mid-table mid-table yeah, like an Everton yeah mid-table I, I think McLaren's fine no you don't think a McLaren shout I don't know well I don't know how much prestige the DSM Fermanick have are he, are he an old team had he been going on years and years and years are he one of those historic teams Katie they've been going on for quite a long time but they're a team with a bit of an interesting history um, they've got a very specific way of doing things which some riders have had problems with in the past so they used to be Sunweb um, that was their old sponsor and it's changed. they've changed the name to DSM now and they've had riders come through the ranks like Marcel Kittel and Tom Dumoulin over the years who've had some problems with some of the things that have happened at the team. They have a really specific, rigorous um, regime at that team, which really works for some riders, but not for others. So, but yeah, they've got a lot of youth coming through. I'd say at this race, they're probably ranked just below the likes of Ineos and um, Movistar. And, well, Ineos and, and Jumbo are the top of the pecking order, if you want to call it that. And then you've probably got Bora and DSM after that. When you say a specific way of doing things, what do you mean? Are we talking like Sean Dyche? commando training regimes or something I don't know or <laughs> probably the cycling equivalent of that yeah I think that their nutrition and training um, regime is quite strict I think whereas other teams are willing to go with the flow a little bit more they've been known to be a bit more rigorous and a bit more demanding of of the way that riders go about things it's a very specific um, sort of approach that seems to be working really well for some of the younger riders and there's some Brits coming through the ranks there like Oscar Onley and Max Poole who were both at the uh, the Vuelta actually Oscar unfortunately crashed out but Oscar was here last year up and challenging with the likes of Tom Pidcock so they must be doing something right. Um, By the way we have still yet to catch up with our man from Brazil he's on my list for tomorrow because um, Harriet Harriet is away uh, doing some work elsewhere um, so Nicholas Seltzer, Nicholas Seltzer, that'll be me if I, if I don't get some sleep soon. Um, Nicholas Seltzer will be top of the list, so I'll try and get him uh, tomorrow. The Brazilian, um, I know he's in a breakaway. What yesterday? So he's he's you know he's been getting himself out there a bit. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the main guys. We we haven't mentioned though the the most fun team here, 
certainly by the social media, uh, I think they're actually a social media company, um, TDT, or TDT Unibet, to give them the full name. Um, they had a bit of a fun day today as far as, you know, breakaway and all the rest of it goes, Katie. Yeah, they certainly did. They certainly got their TV time today, didn't they? Their sponsors will be rubbing their hands together because Harry Tanfield and Abram Stockman were out there all day long working the cameras and having a good time and just doing their thing. And also, we should point out that their sprinter, Davide Bomboy, has been in the top 10 every day so far this tour. So they actually do have an interest in, in kind of the GC and in the, in the sprints as well. So they're really up there doing brilliantly. We tried to catch him, Katie. We really tried to catch him. Uh, after he'd been in the anti-doping caravan but we just missed him so hopefully we'll get to chat to him later on in the week yes but part of the reason we yeah part of the reason we did miss him though harry is because um we got to speak to the man at the top didn't we yeah katie i think you might be excited about this one we got to talk to the sporting director of jumbo visma hello i'm uh, marta weinans ds of uh, jumbo visma what was it like transitioning from a cyclist role to being a sporting director Almost everything what I didn't do at the moment that I was a cyclist, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and now uh, I do everything uh, without uh, uh, riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and managing someone like Olaf Koy, who's, he signed for the team as a, as a teenager. He's still very young. You know, how much guidance are you having to give him as someone with all, with all this experience that you've got? And how much do you just kind of want to build on that, that youthful? energy yeah the first time that he was with us uh, on uh, on the stage race he was uh, we were uh, sharing uh, rooms but there's a kind of a, a special uh, way to grow as well with him uh, you, I, when, then was the experienced uh, rider and he was a, a young kid and now i'm a, a young uh, ds and you he, are a young ds yeah. yeah yeah don't hesitate you are yeah there's uh, a he's only 41 that's so young <laughs> Uh, yeah, and but when uh, well, you're a rider and you're uh, towards the, the 40, then you're really, really old. <laughs> and then uh, there's a new life is starting and then you're really young. <laughs> I mean, Olaf Koy, he's not the, the most well-known cyclist, certainly here. I mean, he is now. Uh, I mean, it feels like he's come out of nowhere. You know, what, what's his journey been like from, from your perspective? I, I wouldn't say that he's not, uh, not coming from nowhere because uh, he's already winning from his uh, first year uh, when he is uh, joining us at the World Tour. And at, at before a development team, there's a, uh, you saw really uh, soon that he was uh, quite uh, special. And uh, he developed every year. That's his strength. Uh, he's uh, going uh, better bet and better every year. And on the radio, are you, uh, are you a calming voice? Are you a, are you a shouter? You know, what, what, what's your personality when you're communicating to the writers? I think I'm uh, quite calm. Uh, I don't hope it. I don't, I, I don't shout. But uh, sometimes the stress is quite high and then you don't have always uh, the overview in the car. But uh, I think uh, in general I'm uh, really calm and try to give just the info. You, you know as a rider that's uh, really hectic on the bike that you're already uh, stressed out. Then it's, uh, you don't need the info that is uh, someone that's uh, shouting to you. Wout van Aert, obviously one of the biggest names in cycling. You know, to, to all of us he's like a god. You know, what, what's he like on, on the inside? You know, what was he like behind the scene? normal guy just uh yeah he's uh, inside the group and just uh, like the other riders uh, and yeah the outcome is uh, quite different when he has a really big palmarest but uh, inside the group is he uh, just uh, one of the guys and it's quite telling like how he's been celebrating when he's seeing Olaf cross the line as well yeah he's en- enjoying it as well because uh, normally he's always uh, used to the the leader of the team uh, to come to a race and now he's enjoying that he is uh, now uh, for at least the first six days uh, supported the role and he is enjoying it uh, and uh, 
it's also kind of new for him, but uh, I think he'd do it uh, quite well. Well, we'll see if he's still thank playing you. a supporting role towards the end or whether he pushes on. Thank you, Martin. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. We really appreciate it. I managed to speak to Tom Pitcock before the race, but he wasn't too happy with how it's going for him. Um, in the GC's like seventh today, Katie, what, how was his race? We didn't really see much of the race. Um, nobody saw much of Pitcock all day, which in fairness probably means he's doing his job correctly because... If you can see a rider regularly in the peloton during the day and they're a, G, a protected GC rider, then the team isn't doing their job properly. So it's fair to say that he was tucked away nicely all day, as far as I could tell. But he didn't finish up there in the sprint today, unfortunately, so he has lost a few places on GC. Can you just give us a bit of an explainer on, on when we talk about a protected rider over the course of a, of a stage, what does that protection look like, Katie? So it's, it's physical, it's nutritional, it's just generally the team being around the rider so that you'll have uh, team members riding in front of them and behind them. Um, so they're physically protecting them from the wind. They're there in case they need uh, a bike change. So they'd swap bikes with them straight away. They'll have people going back for drinks, for nutrition, giving them you know all their gels and everything that they need and just making sure that they're generally looked after. If the weather was bad, they'd get them a rain jacket some gloves if it was hot they'd then <laughs> take away the gloves and the rain jacket you know so they're literally there to just be helpers um and and also physically guide them through the race without any bumps and anything like that well they're all packing away uh, actually the pizza oven's still going strong and i've enjoyed half of it i will chat that means i've been re- eating that whilst i've been recording which is a faux pas but uh, yeah around us things are starting to to die down it's been really really busy today that's definitely the busiest podium um here in newark um just a bit of time actually just quickly mention um thank you to those of you who've got in touch uh, so i need to give a shout out to um at one take gray who says the podcast is absolutely brilliant perfectly portrays what it's like to be involved riders atmosphere locals and local knowledge race updates balance of lingo and layman's terminology welcoming not gatekeeping encapsulates the day wonderfully joy to listen to which, That's so which cute. i'll have that on my on my gravestone i think that's a lovely little epitaph did you pay someone to put that or yeah 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 you <laughs> get, you get I'm, I'm, on, I'm on twitter blue <laughs> um and yes there's been some some lovely messages as well you can get in touch with us i won't go through them all because it's not that sort of podcast but hashtag um What's our hashtag? On, on your bike, bike pod. On your bike pod. Yeah, oh, you got it. You got it now, pod. Harriet. Yeah, you keep putting on hashtag on your bike. I do keep hashtagging on your bike, but since Sandy's told and, me off three times. Yeah, now you've got Ethan Vernon following on you. On your bike pod, yes. we're going for. And if you want to drop I'm us an Perrin, I'm well happy with oh, that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. If you want to drop us an email as well, it's on your bike pod at gmail.com. Feel free to tear us apart and tell us we've been pronouncing this name wrong, that name wrong. And I've mentioned a team that aren't even here. But anyway, for now, we have been on your bike. I Oh, before I say that, I should say, give us a, a subscribe, five-star review. Uh, I know I just say this, I know I sound like a YouTuber. I sound like a 16-year-old YouTuber. But it is important because we're coming from nowhere, you know, like 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 our man, Olaf Koy, to some, not to him. Um, you got told off for saying that. He well, said he hasn't come from nowhere. He's just won this, 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 and this. Yeah, I know, and I knew, I'd, 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 I looked up his list as well of what he'd won. But anyway, um, so yeah, we do need your help to keep spreading the world uh, word. I'm sure you have at least one of a cyclist friend who'd love to, to come and join us. But for now, I've been Sunny Rajabajla. I've been Harriet Muckle. And I've been Katie Madwick. Next stop, it's my surrogate hometown, the home of my in-laws. It's Felix though.
On Your Bike is a Sandpod production.